Hello everybody, this is FPL Teacher. The morning after the Saturday round of games. Game week 4. The hustle begins as we look at Southampton nil, Man United 1. And this episode focuses on what Southampton are slightly lacking despite doing the right things. While Man United, whew, what a new side. After that epic win against Liverpool, we see whether they follow up with a deserved performance. Southampton, this 4-2-3-1 finally looks orthodox and a lot more cohesive than game weeks 1-3, simply because all three of their attacking midfielders defend narrow and then attack by peeling off that narrow block and linking up with their fullbacks. So what happens is that they defend kind of similar to Leeds, where they try and press Man United's defensive midfielders 3v2. So this was sometimes successful, but more on that later. What's more important is that when they have the ball, you will see the likes of El Yunusi drifting out to the right side, working with KWP. He did put in a few decent crosses at the beginning, which created chances for the likes of Adam Armstrong, Shea Adams and whatnot. And what was more impressive was that El Yunusi, primarily a number 10 for tactical purposes, now can operate as a conventional winger or even better, a deep-lying playmaker. There was this one particular chance for Shea Adams in the first half where he put in a beautiful through ball between the United centre-backs just for Shea Adams to run onto beyond the back line. Now, as for Adam Armstrong, he is an individual playmaker down the left side and he doesn't really use Janepo as a dribbler. Rather, he himself becomes the dribbler and he just uses Janepo as a decoy runner. So, at the moment, all these players are still forging partnerships and we've not seen any of them come to fruit just yet. Now, Southampton have been known for their variety of attacking options from the bench. We know that Stuart Armstrong can come on. We know that Sekomara is now a star. So, when they did come on, they did have their chances based on their individual abilities. But more interesting was that Bella Kocha from right centre-back was afforded space alongside the two defensive midfielders. So at times, Southampton did almost look like a 3-5-2 with Bella Kocak venturing forward. He did have a couple of shots from range and he has demonstrated that he has some dribbling ability. So it remains to be seen whether he will deliver, but at the moment he has this all-rounded threat from set pieces as well as open play that deserves a look at least to put on our FPL watch list. So in conclusion, Southampton are getting there. They're not the most cohesive side and they're not the most investment-worthy side, but they are starting to develop their best 11 as well as their super subs. Man United, those who invested in Malaysia after that performance against Liverpool definitely got what they deserved here. Simply because United heavily relied on these two fullbacks, Dalo and Malasia, making extremely advanced runs. So what would happen is that in United's build-up phase, you would see wingers drop all the way back in line with their centre-backs, such as Ilanga, such as uh, Sancho at times, and they basically create space for the fullbacks to bomb into. Now, the space that Southampton afforded them 
were rather obvious. Number one, because Southampton's narrow defending meant that there was nobody on the flanks. So Ilanga could drop all the way deep, Sancho could pull all the way wide, even Ericsson himself drifted wide from central midfield. So when they had the ball in deep midfield, it came down to what they did with it. On the left, it was a little bit more crowded because, well, KWP is a better defender, simply put. So United didn't exactly create a lot of chances down the left, but on their right side, they were a lot more fruitful because Genepo decided to be a bit more defensive alongside Salisu. Now, this meant that on the right side, there was this pocket of space deep in midfield where the likes of McTominay and Bruno Fernandes and even Diego Dalo himself worked together with his right winger Ilanga just to link up and have a lot of possession in that right-sided deep space. And cross after cross came in. Um, it was no surprise that in the first half, that succession of four chances came from a cross from that very spot. And United never looked back, really, after opening the scoring from that Dalo cross. So this is partly a Southampton weakness, but also partly due to the fact that United's right side now is starting to show an interchanging relationship. Now, this is definitely very different from what Ten Hag did against Liverpool where their left side linked better. And a lot of this comes down to the position of Anthony Ilanga. He is a tactical linchpin, but he sadly, as a budget midfielder, won't be in the FAL points because he enables the likes of Dalo and Malaysia moving forward. Now, for FPL purposes, unfortunately, United's defenders do not have the best run of fixtures coming up until game week 14. So, if you're looking for a first sub, then Malaysia is going to be a fully worth its value. Um, the thing is that it's probably better to wait two or three weeks to see how United rotate their squad with Europe coming around, especially since United played relatively late in the Europa League. So look forward to two more game weeks of data, then invest in Man United. In conclusion, looking forward, Southampton look like a side who are on the rise, particularly at home, simply because they finally sorted out um, their best 11 and they are starting to develop relationships on the left as well as the right. Uh, Bela Kochap is also worth putting on the watch list. But more importantly and more interestingly, Man United's full backs look like they are huge threats regardless of opposition. So if you want to jump early on Malaysia or Dalo, I wouldn't blame you. But at the same time, they are probably only first sub-worthy material. The tactical linchpin in all this is Anthony Ilanga. So it remains to be seen whether the United will sustain this approach. But give them two game weeks and see how they rotate their squad, balancing their commitments with the Europa League, then invest. This is FPL teacher who will bring you Brentford, Everton's epic 1-1 draw up next. <laughs>